Hello, and welcome to the Poetry Studio Podcast, a podcast for poetry lovers and students where I, your host, Aaron Bauer, read and discuss a poem, learn about the techniques the author used to write it, and finally offer writing prompts to motivate your own writing journey. Today, we will be reading and discussing A Jellyfish by Marianne Moore. Her first professionally published poems appeared in The Egoist and Poetry in the spring of 1915. Her first book, simply titled Poems, was published in 1921 without her permission. The poem we are reading today, A Jellyfish, is one of her early poems and was first published in her college's literary magazine. She wrote several books, including her collected poems, which won the National Book Award and the Pulitzer Prize in Poetry in 1951. Her language is precise and often funny. She is often considered to be a modernist poet, which is apparent by her willingness to avoid conventions of poetry like meter and experiment in poetic forms. To help demystify some of the ideas people have about poetry being complicated or hard to understand, I will be discussing one poetic device that an author uses in the poem we are reading for each podcast. The poetic device that we are going to discuss today is the poetic line. If you pick up a book and start reading it, how do you typically realize that what you are reading is poetry instead of, say, a short story or an essay? The easiest feature of poetry for most people to recognize is the line. Usually, a line of poetry doesn't go all the way across the page. The words are split up across several lines even though the actual words could have gone further to the right side of the page. When a poet decides to end writing on a line and start writing on the next line, that's called a line break. The line has a long and rich history in poetry, but we are going to keep things pretty basic here. A line of poetry that has around 10 syllables is considered a normal length, Lines that have consistently more than 10 syllables are long lines. Lines that have consistently fewer than 10 syllables are short lines. The poem we are reading today, A Jellyfish, has short lines. Eight syllables is the most that occur in one line, and many of the lines only have two or three syllables. There are many reasons a poet would choose to use a short line or a long line for a specific poem, but one specific effect a short line has is that it puts more pressure on each word. Because there are so few words in each line, a reader will spend more time looking at each one, and each word has more work to do for the poem. I am going to pause slightly at each line break when I read A Jellyfish because I really want you to hear how they interact with the overall flow of the poem. Now, let's read the poem. A Jellyfish. Visible, invisible. A fluctuating charm. An amber-colored amethyst inhabits it, your arm approaches and it opens and it closes. You have meant to catch it and it shrivels. You abandon your intent. It opens and it closes and you reach for it. 
the blue surrounding it grows cloudy and it floats away from you. This poem takes and explores so many ideas and images that seem to contradict each other. It makes sense, I suppose, to do that when trying to explain something as bizarre and beautiful as a jellyfish. The name of the animal itself is a contradiction. How can something be both jelly and fish? Rather than avoid the confusion that could come up in discussing an entity that any reasonable person would think shouldn't exist, the speaker in this poem leans into the confusion right away with the opening lines. Visible, invisible, a fluctuating charm. At the same time, you both can see a jellyfish and also see right through it. And what is visible and what is invisible change as you watch in an almost magical way. The word charm comes from the Middle English meaning incantation or magic spell. The fluctuation of what the jellyfish chooses to show you is something like a witch casting a spell over you. Also, the way Moore chooses to use line breaks plays with your mind to give us the impression of something magical occurring. The speaker describes the jellyfish as if an amber-colored amethyst inhabits it, your arm approaches. The amethyst is a description of the jellyfish, but the line breaks leave us with the words inhabits it, your arm. With the pressure Moore puts on these words in the poem's short lines, the it in this line seems to be the speaker's arm rather than the jellyfish. It is as if the jellyfish is choosing to inhabit the speaker's body. But it can't happen. As the speaker attempts to grab the jellyfish, it slips through her fingers and floats away. Maybe there are some things too mysterious or powerful for us to grasp or understand. Maybe there are things out there that we just aren't capable of understanding yet. On the Poetry Studio podcast, it isn't enough to enjoy and discuss a poem. We need to be inspired by it to create our own work. Here are some writing exercises I came up with that were inspired by a jellyfish that you can work on. First, write a short-lined poem about a specific subject. Remember, when writing short lines, every word is essential. Write a draft of the poem and then go back and cross out as many words as you can and still have the poem make sense. Second, write a poem about something you can't reach. That tree branch that is just out of your grasp. That good grade or job promotion you just can't get no matter how hard you try. And finally, go to an aquarium and watch a jellyfish or look up a video of one online and then write a poem about impressions of your jellyfish. Remember, this poem was titled A Jellyfish, not THE Jellyfish. This is the impression that Moore had about one jellyfish. What impression do you get from the one you are looking at? Mm. 
thank you for joining me uh, for this podcast. If you or your child complete one of these writing prompts and would like for your writing to be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me the text or a recording of you reading the poem and I will share it here. You can email the poem or a recording of it to Poetry Studio Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. While I can't guarantee that everyone who sends something in will be featured, I love sharing poetry and will share as much of it as I can with you guys. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me at the same email, poetrystudiopodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for joining me. If you liked it, Please give a five-star review on iTunes and share it with your friends. If you can, please become a member of the Poetry Studio Podcast by donating to my Patreon. New episodes uh, come out each week on Wednesday with special bonus episodes and materials available to members. Written transcripts of episodes are also available to members. That's all the time we have for today. The music and audio effects included in the podcast were either performed by me or in the public domain. Uh, Jellyfish was written by Marianne Moore and is in the public domain. Happy writing, and see you next week. <laughs>